Hi, this is 100 Days a Year Podcast. Our podcast? Well, because you need another podcast. My name is Jeremy Rabondo. I'm sitting next to my best friend in the whole wide universe, Becky Fouché, and we're excited to bring you episode number 12 entitled Jokes on You. For those of you who have recently found us, welcome. What 100 Days a Year Podcast is, is is a revisiting of conversation topics that Becky and I have had over the last years. And we just hope that as you listen, you can perhaps resonate with the things that we ch- are, you know, we struggle with that challenge us um, in the ways that we want to interact with each other, other relationships, really, and the world. And um, we hope that you can kind of be here with us and experience and recognize yourself in some of the issues and uh, situations we discuss. Principles of Relationship Interpretation number 12. Anger is the most powerful of emotions, but it is also the most useless. That person makes me so mad. I know people who genuinely love everyone. I mean everyone. Not many people, but I know some. Here is a confession. That person is not me. They are not us. I mean, there is no one I hate, and really, there is no single person whom I desire to experience long-term unhappiness and pain. A short-term emotional sting, however, I might tolerate that or maybe even enjoy it. I know this is wrong, but when I am angry, I just do not care so much. It's terrible, I admit, and I hate that for those brief moments, or even minutes, I want them to feel what I'm feeling, and frankly, I really want them to feel worse. However, when I relax, I find I regret that I feel that way. To want those who wrong me to experience pain would be counter to the way I see myself in the world. I want to do good to everyone, and even if I admit that I do not want to be a direct part of their happiness, I want those who wrong me to be happy. Some of you may be thinking, but Becky, you haven't experienced the kind of hurt I have experienced. You would not understand. I am sure you are right, but I am also unsure anger is entitled to the power we give it, no matter how often or to what depths we experience it. Anger is a choice. It is simply a choice. And how useful can anger directed at someone who wrongs us truly be? So how do we deal with wanting to pay someone back or hope they experience sadness or at the very least just have a bad day? Because it is perfectly normal not to like everyone, and to steer clear of those people who can negatively affect our emotional dispositions. Anger at a person can make us feel energized and invigorated, but acting on it often leaves us empty and regretful. So take a deep breath and realize that you have the power to watch the anger arrive at your doorstep without ever opening the door. And if you do open the door, trust that you can immediately close it. So I really like that analogy of anger being something that you can watch arrive to your door and then you, you have the choice whether or not you're going to actually open the door. And I think it's kind of sneaky because it kind of sounds like by having it delivered to your door, you are inviting it, but that's not always the case. I mean, you can, you know, you can choose not to open something. Well, I think sometimes, you know, what we have to remember is that anger feels involuntary. Um, But I think that once we end up concentrating and fixating on it, it is something we choose. Um, Exactly. 
you know, you can watch the emotion come in and then you can watch the emotion leave. And I've said that before in other episodes and that's because that advice was given to me, but it is not easy to follow because anger does. It feels, at least to me, it feels like it's completely involuntary. It feels like it's yeah. like, because it's normally what, what's happening is that you have this, it's, you have the situation kind of transpire and you are not ready for it. Um, right. you know, some, sometimes you can kind of, you know, you're going into a difficult conversation where things might go south and then you might get angry, but still even in those situations, I feel like anger is something that presents to the, you know, to the speaker um, or the listener, something with which they were not ready, you know, and in that respect, it, it, it feels, uh, like the expectations of going into one of those situations was not met and uh, you're kind of given some kind of surprise, but right. that's what, that's when I, that's when I feel like, you know, okay, now I'm realizing I'm reacting. Now I'm realizing that I need to kind of take a deep breath. And then what I do with anger at that point is more or less up to me. Right. And I think before you arrive at that point, you feel like this obligation to be mad like, and you may even say to yourself in your head, like, well, if that happens, I'm just going to be mad. If they do that to me, well, I'm just going to be mad about it. Like, you kind of surrender yourself to this anger before, before you realize that, like, oh, I actually have a choice to, <laughs> about how I react. You think it's almost like you, you, like, decide that you are worthy of being mad and you have a right to be mad? Because that's often oh, a, yeah. a, a phrase we hear, you know, I have a right to be angry. Oh, right. Right. And, and while that may be true, it's not always a helpful argument. Unless, unless, of course, when it is helpful, when you need to, when you need to like fight, you know, but a lot of the time, your, your right to be angry is not necessarily something that you can cash in for like a greater reward. No, I think it often, even if you have a right to be angry, you know, even if someone's wronged you, when you've done all the things you've needed to do to make a situation better, or you've compromised, or you have truly gone above and beyond to kind of anticipate a situation that could be, um, you know, friction filled, and you you try to, you know, you've sent the email in advance to kind of get the conversation ready. You maybe made a phone call that kind of describes the tone that's going to be happening and that you don't mean anything hostile by what you know is going to transpire in the conversation but still the anger follows um the person on the other side when they just you know kind of do something against you and, and then and then in that respect you just do not feel just or you feel completely justified to kind of be angry but uh, i don't know how useful it is and, and i think that's kind of what's going to what kind of can lead us into the next segment is like, you know, at that point when you're angry and you're choosing to hold on to it, how, how truly useful is that, is that emotion? No, I think that's a great question because like, just because you are entitled to something doesn't mean that it's actually practical or helpful. Um, okay, I mean, back up just I, one I, second. So entitled let's, before you go on, I know I'm just kind of stepping on you a little bit, but like, how are you entitled to anger ever? Well, I mean, I'm just saying if somebody, if somebody wrongs you, okay, uh, I, well, like, I guess, I guess what you're saying is, oh, I see, I see what you're saying. You're saying, how are you ever entitled to that reaction? Well, I mean, I guess you're not. But you still feel you like know. you have a right to be angry. I'm sorry. I kind of stepped on you there. Go ahead. No, but I mean, I think that's a good point. I mean, being wronged by someone 
that doesn't give you permission to act in rage. I mean, yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Um, Which then goes to the question of how useful is the emotion? Right. I actually think that there are some, there can be some benefits. Maybe not, maybe not benefit is the right word because that sounds like it, 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 it in itself is good, but I think there can be some positive outcomes to being angry. I think um, sometimes it can give you the momentum that you need to make a better choice. So for example, like if you like anger towards yourself, I think can sometimes have positive outcomes. If you're angry that you didn't work as hard as you should have, or you didn't meet a goal that you should have met, but because you were lazy and then you get angry at yourself. And I think, I think there are potentially good things that could come out of that. Yeah. I mean, don't you think on some level though, that anger at yourself is a wholly different emotion than getting angry at someone because of something they did, which you may or may not have anticipated. But I truly, I agree with you. I agree with you. Anger at yourself for like, you know, arriving, you know, maybe you had a job to do at your work and you arrived unprepared and you're like, I told myself I would never do that again. And I told myself that I would write this document more clearly for people and something I do all the time, but I didn't do it. And now, of course, I'm angry at myself for once again, you know, doing this thing, which I, which I told myself I would never do. So I think that, okay, I think that, but that feels wholly separate from being angry at somebody for what they did to you, whether you anticipated it in part or didn't anticipate it at all. Yeah. Uh, No, no, wholly separate is is true, but I mean, I think it's still... um, it's something to, to to think about because of the, I think the, the amount of rage is the same, at least. No, it's still anger. I mean? Yeah, it's still anger. You're right. You're right. I think it's just a different kind of rage, but I think it's, I think anger towards yourself um, and anger towards someone else are both highly inflamed emotional states. I think that they're... Um, pretty flammable but but i do see what you're saying like it's a totally different flavor to be angry yourself versus angry at someone else i think i think when you're angry at someone else the natural thought is to cause them pain as punishment Mm -hmm. and i think i think people do punish themselves for when they're angry at themselves but i i don't ever think it's as harshly and i think it's um it's it's not con it's not a conscious thought right because there's a natural tendency to self-soothe and to like yeah. cope. So I think, I don't think we're, we treat ourselves as harshly as we want to treat. Well, people. I think, I think you're kind of, kind of acknowledging those stages of being angry at yourself. You know, first you're angry and enraged, like, how could I have done this? Or how could I have not done this? And then you're like, well, not that you let yourself out of right. it, but that you quickly find a way to kind of come back from that. Or it puts you into a, a state of depression or anxiety you know, because of what you've done. Right. Whereas, um, you know, whereas if you're angry at someone else, you can, you kind of get out of your head more and kind of see the situation more objectively. Plus you feel like personally victimized by someone else. So it's much easier to automatically uh, assign a punishment to that person. Right. No, that's really good. I think, therein lies the the v word victimized um 
you know, when we feel wronged, uh, we feel like we have to come to our own defense and in coming to our own defense, it, it kind of re- feels like at that point, it requires some kind of outward expression, um, which is usually the result of whatever that, whatever that thing is that kind of wells up inside of us as a reactive mechanism to produce, you know, added volume to horrible words, or even if you're someone, because I guess I find myself not having words in those moments because I just, I just don't come up with like, you know, terse language that well or acerbic language that well in that moment. But I kind of find myself feeling these really intense feelings. Yeah. You know, almost like to the point where you can't speak, you know, you, you, you've probably been there. I think people that share our temperament are like that, you know, where they get so angry that they have no words and they turn bright shades of red and that, that kind of maybe typifies me at least for those moments. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I think, yeah, what I, I was just had a thought and that was, um, I think there's also like different, uh, placements of anger like you can be angry about something that's already happened that you have zero con- zero control of because it's history at the point and I, I kind of want to talk about that because I yeah. think that's something that you and I have dealt with and I'm sure tons of people have thought about as well but why why does it feel easy to be angry about something that you can't change for example, like something that happened in the past, why is it like, why is it difficult to let that go? Maybe it's because you feel like it doesn't have consequences in the present if you hold on to it. Because mm. because that person's not exactly, well, that, that may or may not be true, but I, I, I feel like you might be talking about relationships that you're, you know, are people that you were once close to that you are no longer in your life or at least no longer in your life in that way. Is that, is that kind of what, no, you, I, what you're saying? Or? I'm, I was actually kind of thinking more along the lines of regret, like thinking about, um, you know, I should have worked harder in college. I could have been here in my life if I had done this mm. five years ago. So, I mean, I think that's more regret, but I, I you know, I, I think it can very quickly be turned to anger. I think, um, I don't always think that anger is full of rage. I think it can sometimes be just this regretful thought that, stings every once in a while sure and uh you know causes a a quote-unquote rise out of you but i don't know i I was just thinking about how easy it is to think about things that are life of the past that we can no longer change yeah and i suppose like you know maybe if you didn't take a class seriously in college or if you maybe didn't take a job more seriously in the past and then you feel like if I would have done x or if I would have concentrated more on this and actually would have done more than I would you're right would have been in a different stage in my life yeah and that can make you angry but again like we were talking about with relationships you know how useful is that you know and you had mentioned that you know it, it can be a useful emotion um, especially if we, if we, we can kind of, especially if we turn that into something that, you know, keeps us from doing the same thing again. But, right. Go ahead. And that's why I think, that's why I think like it can be a good teacher, you know, cause I think your, your anchor can like remind you of something from your past that 
you're determined not to do again. So I, I don't mean that, that that being angry in itself is good, but I mean, I just think that some things that come that follow it could be helpful. Sure. Yeah. But of course, as we know, it's usually being angry is, of course, most of the time not helpful. Right. So let's maybe like go to what I consider to be like more of this stereotypical scenario where, you know, I was kind of exp- trying my best in the abstract to talk about it in the beginning, but I think it might just be helpful if we just kind of put it in a scenario, you know, you go into a store and you're, you know, whether you're shopping for groceries or shopping for clothes or you're at a hardware store or you're at, you know, a paint store or whatever, and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're going down the aisle and somebody, you know, could be that bump into you with a cart or they brush against you and they look at you as if it's your fault, even though you're clearly in the right place at the aisle, you weren't even moving. (laughs) Or if you're in a car accident, you know, you're pulled up to a stop light. You're exactly where you need to be. You haven't done anything and someone comes up and hits you or they turn into you and hit you. And for some, some reason in that person's mind, it's your fault, even though you haven't done anything wrong or your perception is that you haven't done anything wrong. Um, you know, in that, in those moments, you know, the, I think the anger in most of us would just well up. Absolutely. And I think it's like a matter of our, our innate justice system, like in our minds, I think we feel like if I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do and you're, and this other person is wrecking that, you know, I have a right, I have a right to punish them with my hatred. Right. Well, I mean, you know, and that's kind of what it it feels like is like my anger ends up serving as kind of a, a, kind of a justifiable punishment, even though they may not know about it unless you start like lashing out. Right. But at the same time, like, I think that you can be like, you can be in a situation like that and maybe you did do something wrong. Like, let's kind of go to, like you said, just like a generic situation. Like maybe you were, you you know, you weren't the one that ran into the car, but you were like speeding when you weren't supposed to be. And even, so even if you have done something wrong, like how many times do we just say, well, it's not my fault. I get to be angry anyway, because like what they did is the greater fault. And then we're just passing blame. I mean, that sounds like, it sounds like kindergartners, but like, what is the, why do we do that? I mean, why is it so hard to just accept responsibility? Because we just don't want to. <laughs> is it that, is it that simple? I mean, we it just don't want to do it. I, you know, I just, you have to kind of stop and not react and say, Hey, I guess I messed up. And I think some, I think a lot of people are able to do that to one extent or another, but you're, you're kind of looking at me like maybe not. (laughs) No, I think, I no, I think you're right. I just think, I just think it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. You have to kind of not react. You have to truly choose to do that. That's never instinctual. I think that's an act of choice. For sure. For sure. So, you know, how do we deal with wanting to pay somebody back, especially the people that we're close to that hurt us? 
you know, people that we're in active relationships with that are, that we consider our people that are, you know, that have done something clearly wrong by every objective measure. And we just want to be angry, you know? No, I think that's a great question. So you're asking, what is the use in, in punishing someone else? Well, that's what, I mean, if, if you feel like at that point it's punishment, but like before anything happens, like you are angry, you know, they've done something to you. And like I said, by every objective measure, you haven't done anything. And this often, often happens in close relationships because we lash out at the people closest to us because we know they're going to still love us the next day, hopefully, but you can only probably do that so many times, but that's a separate issue. But like, you know, what do, what do you do then? I mean, I think, I think the, the question is then what is like define being angry? I mean, is that, is that an all consuming emotion or is that an, uh, an impression that you feel? I mean, so it's almost I mean, like you're. It's, it's almost like you're saying, "Is anger something you feel, or is it something you do?" Yeah. Right, because you can have that emotion and not react. Take that deep breath, like we talked about, or you can have that emotion, and then completely become unhinged. Right. Whether in word or action or a combination of both. So and I mean, is this? How do you combat that? Is you have to think about it every time it happens. I mean, you must, and you know, I, this isn't something that I came up with and you hear wonderful, you know, thinkers talk about this, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists talk about these kinds of behavioral, you know, tools that we can use. And that is kind of watching that, ang that anger come in as an emotion and then watching it leave. And that sounds super easy. Of course, we know it's not easy, but at the same time, at, you know, you can still deal with that individual. You can still interact with that individual without, you know, raising your voice, screaming at them, you know, taking their favorite mug and throwing it on the floor, whatever. <laughs> but I don't, I don't always think it's that dramatic. I think, um, like I know when I get angry, I'm I'm tempted to just perform really passive aggressive actions that are quiet and very discreet. So I mean, sometimes like it's difficult for me to try to get through an angry moment and act in the right motive because a lot of times like when I'm angry, it's never like tangible and external. It's like you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, 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 yeah. So instead of active aggression, like you said, it's passive aggression. So, I mean, how do you combat that? that? Like, I think it's probably the same way, right? You watch it come in and you decide that, you know, your normal MO, the normal way you're going to treat somebody when they hurt you is not the way you're going to react today. Right. That makes sense? Yeah, of course. But again, none of this is easy. <laughs> this is easy. I think taking a deep breath and stopping is about the only thing that you really can do before you, you know, go crazy. You know, and you and I have talked about like, look, this just happened. You and I 
feel like these intense emotions let's just kind of agree to like not talk about it at this very second and just kind of walk away for a moment and then come back when we're a little bit more collected and i think that cooling off period is always good you know yeah because you and i want to you and i are the type of people that want to deal with things right away some people you know can like go to bed and deal with it the next day not me you know not you you know some people can like walk out of the house walk out of the house, take a walk around the block. And some people, you know, look, and people like us who interact with and have strong relationships with people like that, we kind of, everything in us wants to chase after them as they leave the house to walk around the block and cool off. But we have to be able to let them do that. And that's difficult. That's super right. difficult. I feel like we barely scratched the surface today. And, you know, you and I had already kind of talked about the fact that we wanted to kind of shorten this up today and just make it brief. But um, I think we should definitely address it in a subsequent episode when we are able to, but, you know, anger is tough. Um, and I think it's a result of lots of things, you know, confusion with yeah. interactions with people we care about. Um, it's a result of, goodness, lack of sleep. Yeah. Just you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and are just grumpy. Could right. be. You know, we both just talked talked about the fact that sometimes we just want to pick fights because we just <laughs> were aggressive that day for whatever yeah. reason. Maybe like someone someone made us angry at work, but now we're going to come home and take it out on the people we care about. But uh, I just I just think we don't have to be subject to it, and I don't think it is. I don't think it is something that need control us. I don't think we need to elevate it and prioritize it. I think you can truly not react to it. Uh, it just takes a lot of self-discipline and that's super, super hard. I think it takes, yeah, totally takes practice. The only problem is that <laughs> in order to practice it, you have to put yourself, you have to, you know, of course, experience situations that do make you angry. So yeah, right. that's the, that's the, the irony, but, uh, but yeah, I, I do think you get better with it. The more you're aware, the more you just try. Well, I really think we should, deal with this again in the subsequent episode but it's been great all right sounds good all right if you would like to reach out to us with any questions or comments or suggestions we would love to hear from you or if you just want to say hi send us an email at hundred days a year podcast at gmail.com again that's hundred days a year podcast at gmail.com not 100 but just hundred also if you'd like to follow us on instagram our handle is 100 Days a Year Podcast. Go ahead and give us a follow.